Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my quizzical girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is April... 4th, 1997. Are you proud of yourself when you can read the calendar? 4th of April. Are you proud of me? That's the question. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I'm proud of the 90210 writers this week for <laughs> focusing this episode. I'm yeah, all, they really did. Also proud of Dylan and Kelly and Steve and Andrea and Jesse the fuck for all having vacations dylan was in this episode brandon's what i said no you said dylan brandon's what i meant your brain is a fucked place <laughs> so everybody knows like how you can continually confuse brandon walsh with dylan mckay i do not understand i don't know i mean i, I am dating you so my brain should be is a fucked place <laughs> i guess that is true in more ways than one anyway so lobotomy we, oh, okay. Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so we watched an episode of 90210 this week called uh, Song of My Mother. Oh, I didn't know that was the episode title. That's icky. I don't like it. Yeah. So. I think it's, is it a play on Song of Myself? Which is a poem. I don't know. Like, not- Whitman, I think. Not familiar with the poem. Well, are you? Not, not particularly. No, mm-hmm. I know Captain. My, oh, Captain, my Captain. I know that one. Mm-hmm. That's about Abraham Lincoln. Okay, uh, I just know it from the Dead Poet Society. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. It's a great movie with Robin Williams. Oh, Captain, my Captain. And uh, is Ethan Hawke in that? Who? Ethan Hawke. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He he's the one that kills himself. Oh. Spoilers, I everyone. I think. I think he is. I could be wrong. I thought Robert Sean Leonard was the one that killed yeah, himself. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know who people are. Anyway. Dead Poet Society. Anyway. Back to 90210. Yeah. Um, this is a Dead Poet Society show now. <laughs> maybe we should do a show all about Robin Williams. We'll cover every one of Robin Williams' movies. Okay. So I know how much you love him. That would and keep TV us busy. Shows. Definitely keep us busy. Yeah, we'd have to do that one episode of Happy Days that he was in as Mork, and then we'd have to do all of Mork and Mindy. Ah, see, you leaves me with Mork and Mindy. With Pam Dauber, one of my crushes <laughs> from from back way back when. Well, I mean, I don't have a crush on Robin Williams. I just think he's hysterical. What about Jonathan Winters? Do you have a crush on him? Who's he? The one that plays his baby. Well, spoilers for Mork and Mindy. At one point, Mork and Mindy get together, everybody. They have a baby. And on Melmac or whatever, well, that's Alf, isn't it? Yeah. On the, 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 it's your go-to planet name. On the, yeah, I was in the writer's room of Alf. The, uh, on the planet that well, Mork from Orc, on Orc, they start as adults and then work their way back. Okay. It's kind of they do the same sort of thing on Third Rock from the Sun, except they don't start as adults and work their way back. It's just they got human bodies, and the one that got the teenager body happened to be older than all the rest of them. Oh. <laughs> so that was the joke. But anyway, Jonathan Winters plays his, 
his son, and he's funny on that. Cool. I still don't know do, who do, he is because I didn't watch that show. Do, do. He's a famous comedian. Okay. So would anybody like to hear about 90210, I wonder? Look at Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the theme song. Okay. So uh, Donna and David are in the airport when this episode starts. I can do another theme song. I'm going to kick your ass. Dana, Dana. Seriously. See, like, he knows that I'm not in the mood today, and that's why. That's why this is happening. (laughs) That's the Beverly Hills 90210 theme song. Is it? I didn't even recognize it. You know. Sure. Sure it is. Do, 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 do. That's the 90210 theme song. Brenda's gone. Yeah, but that's how it starts. All right. All right, let's go. Donna and David are in the airport when this episode begins. Double Ds. Because. I'm just talking about Donna's chest. Donna and David. Because uh, she actually went to Portland to see Ray like she said she was going to in the last episode. They're in Portland. Or a couple or, weeks ago, maybe. I don't know. That was the last episode. They're in Portland, Oregon. And David just. Just, followed her just pissed off everybody that that listens to us in oregon did you yeah why because i called it portland oregon ew <laughs> yeah they don't like it when you call it oregon who calls it oregon there are people that pronounce it oregon oregon not, not <laughs> it's the uh the state of paper folding not uh not anyone from oregon but anyway yeah they're in portland Sorry, everybody. I had uh, some coffee, some high some caffeine, and some sugar before. Yeah, that was not a good idea. We before won't we do that again. This. No more caffeine and sugar for you. Oh, anyway, so yeah, they're in Portland. Go ahead. So Ray is pissed off right from the minute he sees oh, David from Jump Street, and like you gotta wonder why he suddenly hates David so much. I do. I mean, the writers don't. Maybe. He suspects something's going on with him and Donna. Possible. You know, I, I guess. But He might also have an inkling that, because Donna thinks that David had something to do with Ray not playing at the, the Peach Pit after dark. But we, we know, and Ray knows, has to know, that Valerie was the spearhead behind that. Right. So. Yeah, and like, you know, he might also suspect, though, that David did, Help with that to get him out of the way. Maybe. But I, I mean, Val- Valerie made a very clear play for pussy. So. Yeah. Yeah, or she pussy did. Pussy for play or whatever. Yeah. Get I in mean, me. Is he seriously that good in bed? Like, uh, I can't even imagine. He's not that good looking. He's not that good looking and he's very self-centered. So I can't imagine he'd yeah. be very good. I know he played a young Al Calavici on Quantum Leap, everyone, but... He's not as good looking as young Dean Stockwell, I'm sorry. No. Like, David is much better looking between the two of them. I agree. He looks like a fairly standard man, but he's he's good looking. Well, and like, I mean, this dude, though, he's a rocker, right? So. (laughs) I guess from nowhere. We've never, we heard him play that the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out song at Halloween. And that is literally the only time that this show has ever allowed us to hear him play. Because he probably doesn't know how. Yeah, he probably doesn't know how to play the guitar, the actor, and he's probably not that good of a singer. Right. There's all of a sudden they wanted to make this dude of whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially taking over David's role, because remember, David was all into music and yeah. stuff. Now, what the fuck is David into? 
What what is he anymore? He was on the radio. Now he's not even on the radio because he took crystal meth. So it's like what what is he? What's his aspiration? I don't know. Oh yeah, he's doing the video stuff. Oh yeah, that's true. So he moved from radio to video. Yeah. Okay. Like the country. But I'm uh, got your radio. <laughs> the fuck. You don't want me roasting radio? Sorry. It's kind of uh, oh god. Sort of our medium, really. <laughs> So, um, David is staying in the same hotel right across the hall from uh, Donna and Ray. Yeah. Which seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Doesn't look like a good hotel either. Yeah. What a rundown shithole. Wait, was he staying there initially or is it when he showed up later? No, he stay, he's staying there the whole time. So, he goes to find his mother. That's what he, he says his reasons for going to Portland is to find his mother. Honestly, though, I think that it's bullshit and he really was just going because he wanted to keep an eye on Donna. Yeah, and he keeps saying, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to get in between you or whatever. But I don't believe him. No, he totally means to get between them. That's the whole purpose. Now, eventually, well, pretty quickly, actually, it does become about his mother. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he can't find her. He goes to where she works. And, yeah, she don't work there anymore. No. Her. It's like, oh, she was so nice and really fun and like she'd go into the bathroom sometimes and come out all energetic it was weird but, <laughs> but no it's like she didn't show up on time a lot and she seemed kind of flaky and sometimes she didn't show up at all yeah. so we, yeah. just, we just had to get rid of her so then he goes to her apartment mm-hmm. she doesn't live there anymore no and the guy the landlord's like oh yeah uh your mom's a fucking deadbeat like what the fuck yeah, he this guy really is mean. an asshole like, he literally says to David, oh, yeah, your mom's a deadbeat. Hey, if you ever do find that fucking loser, why don't you tell her uh, she owes me $2,000? Which, by the way, that's like pocket change to David. Right. And the thing is, like, it's it's unconscionable. I don't care how much money she owes you and how angry you are. Her son it doesn't know where she is, is desperate to find her. And you're just like, oh, yeah, she's a fucking loser. Like, fuck you. Yeah, he was not nice. Keep that shit to yourself. Why don't you tell your best friend that? Not some strange boy you met. And then, like, he got her mail from the landlord, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Which seems illegal. Yeah, and then he illegally opens it. Yeah. It's federal crime, everyone. There were several months of unopened alimony checks there. Yeah. So that's a little concerning. Yeah, she should have been able to afford that place, but wasn't cashing those alimony checks. Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, thanks, fucked up. So, um, who was it who suggested that he go look in the shelter? I don't remember. Well, so they make a bunch of flyers with right. her, with her picture. Well, the, okay, so I'm trying to figure. out. Oh, they go to the bar because he's like, oh, maybe she she'll be drinking. Oh, she yeah. She got a yeah. flyer from this bar. It's like it's weird. It's like uh, they they follow a series of clues. They're like detectives. It's him and Donna. <laughs> It's the double D detectives. Yeah, and, and and this whole time, Donna is supposed to be at Ray's show. And Ray's very angry about it. Well, he does, I mean, we don't even know that yet. But, but yeah, she's completely blowing him off to help David. And not in the good way. No. So, she, yeah, she, she go, they go to the, the bar, and the bartender's like, oh, yeah, I knew your mom. She's nice. Uh, but she hasn't been in for a while. And this one guy at the bar is like, oh, I know your mom. <laughs> yeah, but he, he needs them to buy him a drink first. Mm-hmm. He wants money. And then he's the one who tells him to look at the shelters? He says that she set up shop at a hotel. Yeah. 
And that sounds icky. He's like, what do you mean set up shop? And he just kind of looks at him like, your mom's a whore. But see, he's got the good sense to not say your mom's selling her body. Right. So he just looks at him. That landlord would have been like, she's spreading her legs wider than uh, the Red Sea. Um, do you think she was? I don't know. I don't know what setting up shop at a hotel means. Mm. Eh. Maybe it's a drug term that I'm not familiar with. I don't know. So he does make a bunch of flyers with her picture. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Ah! Don't do that. Wrong order. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway, so they go to the hotel, and the person at the hotel is like, yeah, she was arrested for drunken disorderly oh, conduct. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then they go to the police station. That's where they get the picture, the mugshot. Yeah. And the cops are like, yeah, you know, she's sorry, she's missing. He's like, why didn't you fucking call us? And he's like, it's not our job. Well, he said she has to be missing 48 hours before they'll do anything. And he's like, she's been missing for months because, you know, her checks and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you just told told us us. about it. (laughs) We didn't know for months. Right. It's so ridiculous. I agree with David. Like, if she's obviously been missing, Mm. then shouldn't you be looking for her? I also don't know if that's true. I've heard that before. I've heard it before, too. Like, someone's got to be missing for 48 hours or whatever before they can be declared a missing person. But it's like, if your child got abducted... No, not a child. Only adults. Children, it's immediate. Okay. Sorry I interrupted you. No, you interrupted me with valuable information. (laughs) What about an adult, though? Like, what if you saw an adult snatched from the street into a car? Well, I think And then you reported to the police. Would they be like, nah, got to wait 48 hours before you do shit about it? I think that's a little different. I, I mean, think the whole thing is wrong. I just, I think, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think it's real. Adults sometimes just take off. Yeah. Well, you, you know, keep interrupting me and you'll find out. Oh. <laughs> wow. All right, then. Well, if uh, I go missing... We we know what happened, don't we? What? <laughs> that I was talking? I don't understand. I don't understand what that means. I, I I don't know. You said if I keep interrupting you, I'll find out. So I thought I would find out how I'd go missing. Oh, I was saying I would go missing because you were saying sometimes adults just leave. Oh, you okay? So you're starting to leave me, not kill me. <laughs> That's so much better. Oh my goodness! It's just a joke, either way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so so then they make flyers out of her mugshot, and that's when we come back to the hotel room. Yeah, because it's Ray's played his show, and David goes to you know sleep it off and, and start fresh in the morning. And Donna and Ray have a conversation, if you want to call it that. Yeah, Ray is livid that she did not show up. And screaming at her. Yeah, just hollering at her. And he basically tells her to get the fuck out. Well, he says to her, she's like, I don't know, she says something. And he goes, yeah, why don't you fucking go over and sleep with David then? Oh, you don't sleep with anybody, do you? Yeah. And uh, she gets all pissed off and she starts leaving. And he throws her down in yeah. the bed and says, you don't leave until I tell you to. Which he just did, and like I, that scared me for her. Like when he did that, and I mean, keep in she, mind, it hasn't been that long since she was attempted to rape. Yeah, she was just recently like tied up and threatened, and yeah. And now she's got this asshole 
So, yeah, he pushes her down on the bed, won't let her leave. And then... He grabs her, and as she recoils, she hits the back of her head against the door. And he's like, oh, Donna, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, or whatever. It's like, fuck you! Yeah, he's putting his hands all over her, and not in a good way. Yeah, it's like, just because that wasn't your intent, that she hit the back of her head, that doesn't mean... Oh, I, I was just an accident. That's different. Yeah. When I and, elbowed you in the in the eye, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because God. I was moving my body and you were moving at the same time, that was an accident. Yeah, he broke my I like there was like a little bone or, orbital bone. There was like just this little bone chip that was a bump in my eyebrow for years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's better now. That's it good. healed. But that was an accident. <laughs> You know, what he was doing was like, that's unintended consequence of you roughing up your fucking girlfriend. Right. Like, that's no good. Yeah. So then she runs away and goes to David. But she doesn't tell David what happened. She just locks herself in the bathroom and cries. Right. So when Ray comes over there, David's like... Which, by the way, that it's male writers in the writer's room. That's why. There's no female writers. (laughs) Because none of them could have figured out, okay, so what... uh, Woman's upset now. What What do they do? Uh, they lock themselves in the bathroom and they don't say anything to us. Because they couldn't figure out what the fuck to say. Right. But yeah, so Ray goes over there and talks to David. And like, they kind of work out their issue. I mean, sort of. Like, David's like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to get in, in between the two of you or whatever. And he's like, yeah. And then he gives him his keys. He's like, well, you're take take my truck tomorrow to look for your mom. Yeah, because now he's trying to, like, make it better. Whatever. And then Donna, when she comes out of the bathroom, she's just like, okay, I'm going to go with Ray now and just goes back with him. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Like, Donna, what have he, some self-respect. What did he do to make things better? Nothing. He didn't even apologize. Because he's letting you guys borrow his fucking truck? Like, because like, she asked if they could borrow the truck before, and he was like, fuck him, he can rent a car. And like now he's trying to be nice about the whole situation. I, I don't. I don't yeah. like it. She should. She should have broken up with him then. I agree. Like that. That's way across the line. He he became a complete asshole. Yeah. I mean, just because he didn't ball up a fist and hit her, right, doesn't mean he wasn't being like assaultive. Yeah. Because I, I don't. You feel like that was an assault? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, Donna, no, no. Oh well, I mean, like, oh well, fuck her. No, but I mean, <laughs> she's gonna, she's gonna figure it out. She's here for like a weekend or something, right? And then she's gonna be with David again, mm-hmm. and eventually she's gonna be like, oh well, you know, Ray treats me like shit, and David doesn't, so yeah. she'll figure it out. But uh, David, while they're at the police station, calls his dad. Yeah, and his dad's like, "Yeah, I'll come out," which is nice. He really cares about uh, David's mom. I think he cares about David. Well, yeah, and his mom. I mean, somewhat, yes. He hugged her, too. Yeah. Well, spoilers, they find her. Oh, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so David's dad, Mel, Mel Silver, famous philanderer, comes in, to, flies into the airport, and he sits down with his son and says, hey, so uh, your mom's manic depressive, <laughs> by the way. And she was taking a drug called lithium. Which, as we all know from Nirvana, is a great <laughs> song. Um, but, yeah, so 
it comes out that and like when they said that, I was like, oh, the little bit I know about manic depressive disorder, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it make it makes a lot of sense because she was doing all this crazy, you know, risk taking and just like there's something about manic depressive people like to take off. <laughs> yeah. See, you know a lot more about this than I do. You've studied a lot more about this kind of stuff, so I you can opine a lot better than I can about this actual disease and everything else. Yeah, but and then when they they do eventually find her because somebody does call the number um mm-hmm. on the flyer. She is like almost catatonic. Yeah. Just sitting in an alleyway and stuff and like fucking homeless. Yeah. And, like, she has money, but it's just she went off the rails. And, like, now it's, like, she's so depressed, she can't do anything. And that's, like, there's regular depression that people get into. And then depression with the manic depression is so much worse. Like, so often they can't do. Like, those are the people that will be in bed for a week. Gotcha. So, I mean, she just, she was up, she was running all around town, and now she is down. One time I took... Uh, 10 cans of um, Coca-Cola and a big cinder block and I just smushed all the cans under the cinder block. It was, the fuck? It was so depressing. You are such a weirdo. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but um, David's very upset yeah. that his dad didn't tell him sooner. I, I understand that. Now... I understand not telling him when he's a little boy. Yeah. He also says, though, Mel also says, your mom never wanted you to know Yeah, that she has this going on. And on one hand, I get that. But also, we should, like, people should try to not to be ashamed of mental illnesses. Yeah. There's a big stigma around mental illnesses for whatever reason. But it's like, you know, if somebody has high blood pressure or someone has diabetes or you know something like i have psoriasis which is a skin thing right and that's nothing to like be embarrassed about like you don't that's just part of like your body does that you know and it's just mental illness is the same thing it is the same but on the other hand you can kind of understand it because it affects your behavior well yeah it becomes because your brain is so much a part of who you are and mental illness affects right your brain so it's like Part of who you are is mm-hmm. ill. Yeah. And I mean, I yeah, I get it. I just wish people were... Wish More understanding. People, yeah, exactly. But anyway, she never wanted to know, which, you know, you can kind of understand. Uh, but at the same time, as Mel points out, it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. So David needs to be careful. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, last summer when you were doing those, those drugs, I was, I was... Part of me was relieved that you were on crystal meth and it wasn't just... You know, your fucking body chemistry. Going. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, maybe he should know for that reason alone. Well, yeah, he told him, he's like, if you, you know, keep doing drugs, it could trigger this disease. And that's so, true, I guess, right? Yeah. So, yeah, David should definitely know so careful. That he can be yeah, more careful. Crazy. So they were talking about, like, what they're going to do. They're going to, you know, get her into some kind of, like, home and, mm-hmm. you know, take care of her that way. Because David's like, you can't take care of her. I can't take care of her. Like. She obviously can't take care of herself. Yeah, so, so sad. They're talking about like they're going to keep her in Portland because changing her venue would be like bad. Uh, but then eventually they'll move her down to L.A. 
where she can be in a halfway house and then eventually an apartment of her own as she gets better, but closer to her family so that something like this happens, you know, they can, they'll know. Like Sooner than three months. Yeah, yeah. They'll know and then they can, st- you know, help stop it before it gets to that point. You know, that was another thing at one point when uh, Ray was being a dick to David. He's like, you haven't talked to your mom since Christmas. And it's like, oh, it must be a fucking TV show shit. Right, and like Donna said something to Ray, oh yeah, when they were fighting, she's like, well, imagine if your mom was on one of her benders, and he's like, leave my mom out of this. It's like, yeah, well, what do you, how do you think David feels, asshole? Right. Ugh. I don't like him. No, I don't either. So, the only other thing going on in this episode... Mm-hmm. But is it's, it's quite fun, though. ...that Dylan and Valerie... Dylan and Valerie... ...seem to be kind of a couple now. They're, they're a thing. I don't know if they're a couple... He's sleeping with her again and letting her hang out mm-hmm. and she not being like, totally mean. She seems less clingy. He's being somewhat mean still. Still a little bit, But yeah. she's being less clingy. But she knows things about him and they're discussing things. Like, uh, she knows that he is upset about the screenplay that his buddy wrote. Because in the screenplay, the protagonist believes in reincarnation. And I think references reincarnation a few times in the thing. And... Dylan's like, oh, it's just, it's, it seems so ridiculous. And everyone's going to laugh at us, and it's not going to play mainstream. They're going to think the guy's crazy, right. the main character. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I don't really see the problem. Like, if a main character in a movie I was watching believed in reincarnation, I wouldn't be like, oh, what an asshole. Right. You know, I'd be like, okay, well, that's what they believe. Are we, are we going to, is this movie going to prove that, you know, reincarnation's real or whatever. Like, not in real life, but, like, in the universe. Because that's the thing. Like, the universe of a movie exists. Right. You know, there could be a movie where it's like, oh, we proved reincarnation's real. And you'd buy it because you'd say, oh, in the universe of the movie, they did that. Right. You know, you wouldn't think, you wouldn't suddenly think, oh, in our universe, that means that's true, you know. Like, I don't go see Friday the 13th and I'd be, and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, there, there are uh, monsters that can just fucking, <laughs> you know, survive death and come back to life for revenge on teenagers. That's yeah. true in the universe of that movie. Suspension of disbelief. And also, you know, some people do just believe in that. So, like, yeah. don't shit all over it. Right. But he does um, because Dylan is the ultimate skeptic. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's going on is that Valerie wants to get a tattoo for some reason. She thinks it will make her sexier. A tattoo, yeah. She she thinks it'll be mysterious. And Dylan's like, you're mysterious enough. Yeah. He says, people that get uh, their bodies scarred with permanent etchings are the scum of the earth or whatever. He's really against tattoos. He's so judgmental. Oh, yeah. One of the most judgmental characters in anything, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, Carol, what, what do you think about Dylan's ideas of people being tattooed? Well, I think that he's an asshole. I have two tattoos. Yeah, she does. It makes her mysterious <laughs> and hot. I like my tattoos. You don't like tattoos. You just tolerate mine because you like me. I don't like, I don't think tattoos are very feminine, to be honest with you. Oh, it's back to the beer drinking again. But I do like you, both of your tattoos. Thanks. My tattoos are feminine. Yes, they are. But I was thinking about it, like watching um, the people in the tattoo parlor getting a tattoo mm-hmm. and thinking about how much it hurts. And I was like, how did I hold still? Well, somebody hurt me for that long. Like, it's know. like, 
It's weird though, and like to want to do it again, but it is addicting. It's so weird because you just want to keep getting more. Mm-hmm. Like when we first started dating, I wanted more tattoos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like, "No." I have a cousin that has several tattoos. Yeah, yeah, I like her tattoos. Yeah, but um, I have none. No, I know you won't ever have any. No, the psoriasis pretty much prevents. This. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you don't want them anyway. No, I. Well, the thing is, I wouldn't be against them. I like I wouldn't be against getting a tattoo, but I don't have anything that I can think of where I'd be like that would be a good idea for a permanent thing on my body. Well, both of mine I think were good reasons. The first one I got I agree. because my heart was broken and I wanted to remember feeling heartbroken so that I would always appreciate it once I had love. Mm-hmm. And the other one was I lost a necklace that my dad get, got for me mm-hmm. when I was two years old. And he died when I was nine, but he got it for me for my mom to give me when I was old enough or whatever. So she gave it to me when I was 16. Mm. And it fell off while I was working. And I lost it. Oh, my goodness. So I got the uh, unicorn with wings on my back. I believe they call it a pegasus. No. <laughs> a pegasus is a horse with wings, and a unicorn doesn't have wings. I'm really not sure what to call the charm that was on that necklace that had mm. both. I don't know. I guess Life I should know that. Right. I guess I should if you know, know the, the name for a winged unicorn. I guess I should know the name of the thing that I have tattooed on my back, but whatever. So, anyway. And Dylan gets hypnotized. Yes. Which is like he. he well, because, he starts to get hypnotized. Well, yeah. And then he's like having all the flashbacks like he had when he was in a coma. Mm hmm. And for some reason, this makes him now believe in reincarnation. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I didn't really get it either. I think they'll explore it more next week because this isn't over. Because yeah. she's all like, next time we'll do it at your place where you can be more comfortable. And he's like, you think there'll be a next time? <laughs> and they both look at the cameras and then the cameras swivel to the writers and the writers just nod. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was weird. And like the thing is, if somebody is that skeptical and against it, it's not going to work anyway. You would think. Well, I she mean, says, and, if you put up barriers, it's not going to work. Yeah, and then he tried to drop them, I guess. So maybe it did, but right. I don't know. I got tattooed. Or tattooed. <laughs> I got hypnotized before. Did, did you? Yeah. You've been hypnotized and tattooed? <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, this episode just hit y'all. Do you have manic depressive disorder? <laughs> no. <laughs> you ever set up shop in a hotel? Um, oh, my. So what happened when you got hypnotized? I've well, never heard this story. Really? It was to quit smoking. Oh. And, um, so it wasn't just some guy that, you know, hypnotized you? Made no. You, made you think you were a chicken? No. And that that's bullshit. The The hypnotist lady told me that stuff's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's just like planting an idea in your subconscious mind, but it's not, they can't make you do something you wouldn't want to do. Gotcha, okay. They just, and they don't make you like, I I was aware the whole time. It's not like, oh, you know, I blacked out. I have no idea what happened. There's a VHS tape where uh, a guy shows you how to uh, pick up a girl, uh, hypnotize her, and then have sex with her. Oh, my dear God. There's a VHS tape with instructions about how to be a rapist? Yes. Yep. There's a rape tape out there. How did this get made? I don't know. Sometimes in the 80s. What in the fuck? In the 80s, they made it. Burn it. I don't own a copy. 
It's awful. But, but it wouldn't know. work anyway. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's it would not work. Okay. I mean, I think you're getting Unless into like you already wanted to, I guess, right? I I guess. But I mean like if you're getting into like paranormal, like supernatural stuff, then maybe you could make somebody do something with your mind, but otherwise no. <laughs> it was no, it's weird because I've seen I've seen the tape. I've seen part of the tape. Okay. I was like it's like here's how to select your mark. <laughs> It's like, holy shit. They don't use those words, but I mean, that's essentially what it is. Wow. Because they're like, you know, you want to find someone, you want to find a woman at the bar that's like open to the idea of it and stuff. At one point, they were like, make sure you unplug her phone so that it doesn't ring and there's no distractions. It's like, lock the door, unplug her phone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's a crime being filmed. This is awful. Mm-hmm. Things like that should not exist. I agree. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I don't remember what it's called, but. Well, yeah, I don't think we should be, like, you know, promoting it out there. Like, hey, check out this fucking tape. Literally. <laughs> God. Anyway, so, yeah. And then at the end of the episode, Valerie comes in and she's like, look at the tattoo I got, Dylan. And it's Dylan's name in a heart on her boob. Which is hysterical. And I was like, ooh, uh, lucky tattoo artist. (laughs) But I mean, like, didn't you know immediately it was fake? No. You really thought she's that crazy? I mean, she's a little crazy. I don't think she's that crazy. I didn't didn't have time to be like, to to think about it. I mean, there was not enough oxygen in my brain because (laughs) she was showing off her boob. Yeah, Dylan was very upset. Oh, yeah, he did not like it. But it, she said it'll come off in a couple of days. It was fake. How do you get a fake tattoo that, that that's that specific? She was in a tattoo shop. An artist made it. They just made it with the fake stuff. Oh, I didn't know they could do that. Well, they could have done henna. I don't know what that is either. Um, It's some kind of like they write it on you, but it looks like a tattoo. Oh. Oh, some kind of special ink stuff. Okay, I don't know. It comes off. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. But then she does get a real tattoo. It was a daisy. Yeah. On her, kind of where I got my uh, unicorn tattoo. On her shoulder, yeah. And she said, like, the I love you, I love you not, you know? And he's like, love you not. Yeah. Like, what a dick. He's so mean. He's like, but since you're here. Yeah, let's go fuck. That's essentially what he said. <sighs> I don't like him. At one point, Valerie brings up her dad. She's like, like my dad said, life's short. <laughs> you only go around once or whatever. It's like, yeah, your dad blew his brains out. She did say that. What did he say? That's when he stood up and he was like, that's the thing. Starting to think that, you know, you don't only go around once or whatever. Life's not short or whatever. Mm. And then that's where the episode ends because it's like, oh, my God, Dylan believes in reincarnation for some reason. <laughs> uh, that's supposed to be some, like, big dramatic thing. We'll find out. That's how they end of the episode. Not with the fucking reunion of David and his mom and the realization that, you know, she was going to get through her mental illness, hopefully. Not that dramatic moment, but the dramatic beat of... Dylan maybe now believes in reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a dun, hit dun, and a mess. 
A swing and a miss, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was the episode. So go ahead and write us at latefee19940well.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website, www.retrolatefee.com. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.